So the person watching my eBay history, like if there's like an FBI FBI agent, like keeping track of my movements on the internet, uh-huh. and they're like, for some reason, have, are tapped into my eBay account. <laughs> they have to either think I'm building a bomb, <laughs> or I am just a big old nerd. Right. Right. Uh, today I ordered some <laughs> micro switches for like little itty bitty ones huh. because my uh, Game Boy Micro, which I've been, I've, I have ordered a replacement battery for. Wow. Uh, and I ordered this faceplate is a replacement because my rare one is a little scuffed up. And right. I've been on the search for a good aftermarket faceplate. I was going to ask because that looked new. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's it's nice. There's some aftermarkets that typically... I have a couple other ones that are not very good. And then um, this one is good. And uh, then I, I started fiddling with it. And, and I, I recall from actually a while ago, like my R button just isn't reliable. Every other button's reliable. The R button isn't. So uh, I ordered some replacement switches to try and go get in there and fix it. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, my eBay history, man. Yeah, I'm worried. It's... Yeah, I'm worried about your eBay history. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I I also ordered one of the <laughs> one of these things, which is the most. Yeah. What is that? Niche cable. Uh, it is a. I actually don't even remember the official name of it it is a game boy advance to gamecube link cable wow and i actually ordered two of them uh because i want to get in on some of that sweet 2002 game boy advance to gamecube connectivity that games like animal crossing and sonic adventure 2 battle had I, i wow i I didn't even know that that was a thing, quite honestly. Oh, so yeah. I'm honestly, totally impressed. it's <laughs> there's <laughs> I so I had this cable as a kid and I had those games as a kid and, and I linked you up. Do? What could you do with it? Explain there was the... honestly, it was kind of a proto DS Wii U mm. situation where uh, some games, some games are really cool with Square Enix somehow decided they would go all in on this expensive niche uh, peripheral situation with, yeah. a, with a video game for the GameCube that was GameCube exclusive called Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Oh, I remember that game, yes. And it required, it was a GameCube exclusive, required, uh, well, for everyone who wanted to play, up to four people, each to have their own Game Boy Advance and each to have their own Game Boy Advance to GameCube link cable. Wow. And they were controllers for the game, but also like different things would happen depending on what was happening in the game. You would look on your screen to play. Another example of something like this was a game called The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures. And same idea. Each player had a Game Boy Advance plugged into the GameCube, used it as a controller for the game in like a four player cooperative game. Except that when you went inside of like a cave or a dungeon or a house or something, it the GameCube didn't show who was inside. What it did was 
on the Game Boy, it would show the inside environment, and the GameCube would st- on the TV would still show the outside environment. So if people were outside, <laughs> the wow. it, it didn't make everyone else's views leave. Only your view left, and you would see what was on the screen on in your hand. It's kind of like a, I mean, it's like a real early prototype Wii U with the controller yeah. having the screen and, exactly. you know, it, it'll do different things depending on what you're doing in the game. So yeah. I can totally see that. That's impressive. I, I, I'll be honest. I had no idea that that's really what that was all about. So Yeah. And some games, some games used cool. it in other creative ways. Like they would have specific link capability with a game for the game boy advance so like sonic adventure 2 battle i mentioned had on the dreamcast that game was originally released and it had the um, vmus the memory cards that had the screens and those would uh you you could put a chow from the chow gardens onto the vmu and take it with you and like it would be like a Tamagotchi type thing. And then you'd put it back in and, and play with it on the screen when you came back. And when they ported it to GameCube, they linked the feature to Sonic Advance. And there was a Chow Garden in the Game Boy and a Chow Garden in the GameCube. And you could pass a Chow back and forth. So that when you left, you could put it on the Game Boy and play with it. And then when you came back, you could put it back on the GameCube. Um Interesting. Animal Animal Crossing did something I think you'll find interesting. Animal Crossing had probably Nintendo's biggest experiment with um, emulation before uh, they started selling emulated games on like the Wii shop um, really? because you could get NES games in Animal Crossing to like put in your house and you could play them on the screen. But if you had this cable, you could plug your Game Boy Advance in and it would let you save the game. You'd send, you would download the NES game into your Game Boy Advance. That's, that's, that is amazing. Yeah. I, and, I had no idea how advanced some of that was. That's really. Yeah. So incredible. I've been messing around with all sorts of stuff lately, but uh, I guess this, this can, can dovetail quickly our cold open into uh our our updates our quick updates for the week so first of all though we gotta we gotta introduce this ourselves yes uh i'm dylan this is matt and uh you're listening to retro resolutions this is episode five and today we're going to be talking about uh how we keep up with uh retro news um, which I think is kind of a fun little like oxymoron because uh, it's, it's contradictory to itself. Like it retro it really is, is inherently yeah, like... old. And so how is there anything new with it? Right. And, and truly, I think that, man, even this year has been a, a big year for a lot of retro news for new sy- new retro systems, new new software uh and you know fpga stuff i mean all of that has really been uh almost difficult to keep up with all of that stuff yeah and uh uh and as we were talking about before you and i i think find information in different ways sometimes and and we 
cross share. So it's kind of fun. Uh, I think this will be an interesting topic just to kind of uh, discuss some of the, the hopefully some of the differences. And I would love, you know, I hope we gain an audience to where we can get some input from others because I would love to hear new ways to uh, to discover uh, and get information because I know there's just a ton out there and uh, yeah. it'd be interesting to see, hear about. Yeah. Um, so before we get into that, though, just a couple of quick updates. I don't know if you, you have at least one quick update I know. Um, I started, in addition to my ridiculous repair and like retro, like yeah. my, my Game Boy link cable stuff, um, I also decided to start buying stuff necessary to make a mister. You did? Which, yeah. Oh wow! In fact, it's I got so expensive right now. I keep I know, looking at it, and I'm just. I know like, it got more oh, expensive too. It did. And, um, it it's like the reason. Jumped. The reason is, and we talked about this months ago, about how we could put it together, and it, you know, it'd be like a couple hundred bucks. Uh, but the reason that was before. Yeah. The PlayStation Core. Like started really becoming reality, and now like games oh. are booting and playing really on the PlayStation Core that's in development. Wow! So the prices oh. have gone through the roof. Availability has oh. basically non-existent. Um, I was watching a kit, pre-made kit, mind you, because mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm lazy, but <laughs> pre-made kit went from three hundred dollars. And I actually tried to get the guy to, I made an offer for 250 <laughs> and he turned me down because he said, I'm selling them at 300 like crazy. Uh, and then literally like two weeks later, which I think is when some of this news came out, it's now a thousand bucks, thousand dollars for this pre-made kit. And, uh, so there's, and he's really, selling them like crazy still. There's so. really not that many parts that you need in order to make one functional at least because you need like what you need like the motherboard that extra memory kit what else yeah well so technically you only need the single board the de10 nano and then if you want to do some other like all of the cores on it you need a memory module and if you want to output it to certain things and have buttons that let you turn it on and off and stuff you need uh like a daughter board um, yeah isn't there two... like a usb board thing that yeah and then on? there's a usb expansion board like a expansion like a hub board. you can use just any old micro usb hub oh. but yeah. this one like makes it sandwich nice it looks, and, it sandwiches nice and if you want to do outlog i'm sorry if you want to add do output an analog then oh. you need the analog video board uh, and then there's also a, a digital board which it already does digital but the digital board um adds some buttons and some switches and, and a fan and stuff so wow uh but you only need the one most crucial piece is the de10 nano which you can order from like digikey and mouser and stuff and mm. i put in because they're just not available i put in a back order for and they're like wow. 170 bucks for just that board everything else is like 50 bucks oh that's not bad like I mean, you know, like individually so the memory module's 50 bucks the daughter boards are like 50 bucks a piece they're not that bad um yeah. so if you want the whole thing all in one 
you're just looking at about three to four hundred dollars maximum. Gotcha. But you got to put it together, which is honestly not there's not that much to put together, so it's not that bad. But yeah, uh, I was gonna say I'll probably give you if you are successful with this, I'll probably just give you some money and beg and plead for you to. Oh yeah, try I mean, and I'd build be happy it for to. me, you know, because uh, yeah um but that's that's cool that's weird. yeah so i started good. i actually they just showed up today the first pieces i i my nice. memory <clears throat> my memory module and my uh digital board showed up today wow. the the de 10 nano the part with the fpga on it maybe coming in january or february i don't know uh so i gotta wait a while before i can make it functional but uh i look forward to it to it happening uh, what about you? What do you have new going on? Uh, well, I finally received my dev term kit, uh, which was, uh, boy, like a year and a half in waiting, you know, with COVID and, and all the chip delays and stuff that are out there. Uh, I certainly don't blame Tell me them. about it. It, it took a, it took a long time to get all that stuff, but, yeah. uh, and just like they said, you know, they said, even on the advertisement, so, yeah, this week I got, uh, or, or last week I got the dev term finally, and uh, by Clockwork Pi or Clockwork, uh, and uh, it's pretty great. Uh, it took them a long time to, for me to get it, like a year and a half, because of the uh, the mass delays of COVID and all the ship mm-hmm. ship shortages and things like that. So I, I certainly don't blame them for the delay, uh, but. Uh, Really glad I got it. It looks like a Tandy TRS-80. So for my childhood, I always wanted one. So to get this uh, six-core, four-gigabyte beast uh, with a widescreen display and the keyboard, physical keyboard on it, it's just really fun. It even has keys for gaming and emulation. uh, So you can play some basic stuff. You know, it's got four buttons and direction keys on it uh but uh the way you built it and i'm not a good builder and i'll be the first person to admit this you know i i love building uh home computers but that's about as that's about as extensive as i get and this kit was almost like a gundam model kit and they even mentioned that in the advertisement that it was like a gundam like a Gundam model experience. And it really was. Uh, you took apart the pieces that kind of came in those molds, like a model kit. And you took those part for the plastic stuff, which it wasn't a lot. Uh, and then it had all the individual boards and literally page by page, you connect this, you connect this, flip the page, connect this. It was very uh, easy to build it and put it together. And, and that says a lot if I say that. Um, so yeah, really fun. I, I, I think it has kind of limited use probably, but it's just a really fun toy really. And, uh, I certainly know I'm going to get more enjoyment out of it than probably most people, but, uh, comes with a little thermal printer even. Ah, and, and that was speaking really, my language, thermal printers, thermal printer. It's awesome. It's just, Oh, it's, it's really fun. Uh, I, I was really impressed at how easy it is to use it. Uh, and you just plug it in and you can just start printing right away. The driver activates right away. Uh, but yeah, really cool. 
Uh, and I think that's, gosh, I think that's probably my my big news for the week. I, I don't think I've got anything else. I have to admit, I did just do a Google, or sorry, an eBay search uh, for Game Boy printer, which uses thermal paper. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so maybe that's a problem I now have. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. one more one more news for me. Speaking of, of shipping, uh, sh- you know, things taking forever, waiting on them, buying them a year and a half yes. ago. My analog pocket will be here on Thursday. Wow. I have a tracking number. Wow. I have shipment confirmation. Awesome. It will be here. The embargoes dropped on Monday and they sound it sounds incredible. Oh man. I, I am so excited for this thing. I cannot wait for you to get it. I, I so wish you would get it earlier this week when you and I are getting together so I could actually see it in yeah. person. But I will look forward to seeing it on our or talking about it on our podcast because uh, yeah, that's going to yeah. be. I mean, we're going to spend the entire huge. podcast talking about this thing. So yes, we uh, will. <laughs> all right, so t- let's talk about um, how do we keep up to date uh, with retro news. Um, I think you and I probably just spend time in different parts of the internet. So I thought this was like a really great opportunity for us to like cross our information a little bit because and i wrote some stuff down in our document um to go off of but uh uh i'm sure you've got some sites you regularly frequent that you can just tell me about so um well the one that i want to start with and it's one that you and i have in common yes uh is the the retro gaming monthly uh magazine that's out there yeah, I don't remember. Magazine. I think it's just called Retro Gamer. Um, oh, Retro Gamer. Yes, I'm. See, I'm so bad with names. What's new? Well, I don't know if it's. It's a UK publication. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is a UK publication. That's very clear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just Retro Gamer is what it looks oh, like. Thank you, Retro Gamer. Uh, yeah, you're our official uh, correction. <laughs> sorry i'm not no no i appreciate it because i'm terrible with names so i'm glad that you're double checking me on that stuff but uh retro gamer you know that that magazine is really great i i you know free advertisement for them but truly uh it's just a really good magazine they they have really good you know they really make an effort uh to cover unique stories they focus on one system, a particular system, every magazine, every issue. Or, or they um, focus on like a, a, a thing, right? Like a couple months a ago, thing. they focused on like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. This month is uh, uh, Halo Combat Evolved. And it says old at the top. And I'm actually not sure what that means. Is this like a reissue or... Uh, but it's about Halo, which is very topical because the newest Halo just the new came Halo out. is coming out or came right. out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, and that's true. You're right. It's not always a system. It can be a thing, or a a a, a big software thing. Uh, a couple of months back, they did a really good one on the N64. Yes, I loved that one. That was a great issue. Uh, I I thought of you the whole time I was reading it. <laughs> I, yeah, the N64 is my. It's, my it thing. is. It yeah. is. Yes, for sure. And uh, uh, 
I also like to enjoy, you know, we've talked about this in the past in a previous podcast about physical collections and they always highlight, uh, somebody's physical collection at the end of the issue. And, uh, uh, it's fun to see what people are collecting, uh, how they do it and what, you know, what, what their specialty is. A lot of them have some specific system that they're really proud of or whatever. And, you know, like I said, that's something I'm not personally doing, but I enjoy reading about others because I think it's a really neat part of, uh, the retro collecting uh, or re just retro gaming phenomena, you know, is that's that's a huge piece for for a lot of people, and I totally respect that. So anyway, I know that one is in com is yeah. one that we have in common. What what's another one that's on our list? So you know, on my list here, I have, and I know you don't spend a lot of time on Discord, which I think is why this is a great one yes. to bring up for us. <clears throat> is I especially this week, but also just in general. I've been spending a lot of time on the classic gaming discord, which is just a discord uh, server that has, um, you know, just people are chatting about. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in the analog section, particularly the analog pocket section popping off in that uh, channel there. Cause just we're talking about the reviews, what we're going to play on our pockets and, you know, just talking about, oh, is it going to get a jailbreak? All that kind of stuff is going on in that channel. But then really? there's also stuff about the uh, wow. Mr. Mr. FTPGA. There's stuff about different mods you can do to your retro systems. There's emulation channels. There's um, places to talk about old software, old hardware. You know, so there's like a channel for like displays and mods and cartridges and controllers and all that kind of stuff video scalers um that's this is just cool. like this is a server yeah. i spent a lot of time in and that's great because you're right it, uh i do not spend uh hardly any time on on discord i i need to kind of familiarize myself with it a little better uh so that's something you and i are going to definitely have to chat about more uh another day because i i do need to uh dive in a little bit because it's just uh and maybe it's a generational thing you know i'm kind of feeling my age a little bit and uh you know it's definitely a newer technology uh where uh uh which yeah you're right uh you know i i feel like i just got into reddit so you know uh, <laughs> um, yeah not really but yeah. you know but that is a source for me is you know i'll use well yeah i i have that on our list too there's two in particular that i spend some time on oh yeah tell me for reddit just move on to the next one is, is i like to follow well in addition to analogs uh subreddit um i also like the r emulation yes um Cause I just, that one's really good because it is basically just a news stream of like new, new stuff happening in, in the world of emulation. I agree. That's one of my, that's probably my favorite. In fact, I really, you know, that's, that's a big one. Yeah. And then similarly, FPGA gaming mm. is a subreddit that, um, uh, is, is similar to emulation, but it's about mostly Mr. Um, mm. but, but FPGA products like, analog occasionally show up in there and so like nice. 
I like hanging an ad, ad in that one because they'll I'll see like like posts about oh here's the progress that's being made on the uh uh PlayStation Core or here's right. the um progress that's going in this Neo Geo Core or or whatever um hmm. and uh, I, I like I like seeing those pop up so Reddit I think is a great place for keeping up to date on that kind of stuff and then also like in some some places on reddit you can become active in the community and like posts about like oh so i hang out in a lot of individual like much more specific subreddits like dreamcast gamecube and n64 and uh, i like to see what people are posting like oh i just got this big collection of dreamcast games at a garage sale for five dollars or what you know stuff like that or people posting their oh here's one i spend a lot of time and also crt gaming people posting pictures of their crts and what games they're playing on them that Uh, i can see you being yes that i know you're i have no doubt you're you're sitting right there on that yeah Yeah. uh that one i check actually i check that one probably the most i just love looking at people (laughs) pictures of people's crts and and the games they're playing on them Uh, Um, i have yep that that uh, surprises me zero you know uh yeah, are there any other Reddits you hang out in? You know, those are most of the ones I you've you've really covered. Um, you know, I do like we talked about the the R emulation. I think that one is is just a really good one for me. Uh, sometimes that'll lead me to dive deeper into a specific you know uh, topic, like you were kind of saying. Uh, and and I agree with you about uh, it's neat when you can actually post stuff and kind of talk i haven't done a lot with emulation in that sense i've i really started posting uh in some of the anime uh uh reddit areas uh that i've enjoyed and that's been a lot of fun and it's neat because it really uh before that i didn't realize how much of a community it actually becomes you know once you really start getting involved and people reply to your posts and it, you know, there's a back and forth conversation and, uh, that's really fun. And for the most part, uh, both emulation and the anime reddits I've been in, people are, are very positive. You know, there isn't a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, trolls or whatever (laughs) running around being grumpy about stuff. You know, I, yeah, it's usually pretty, pretty decent people so far, knock on wood. And that's a, that's really nice. I, I'm, I'm, you know, compared to especially a lot of forums nowadays. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Reddit, there are, there are bad places on Reddit where people are just nasty. And yeah. And they're, and they're absolutely, but I think emulation and, you know, you stick to some of these more niche places and it's usually not a problem. That's right. If you get into the common areas, absolutely. You know, uh, which yeah sad that's why i like to stick to my small you know like oh this one's specifically about n64 and so that's a good one that's a good (laughs) idea i need to post about hey i'm playing mario 64 and here's all the stars i got and and (laughs) and nobody's really is hanging around an rn64 going like why am i seeing this post about super mario i don't care about that that makes me angry right i hate you yes I, uh, and that's, and that's a good point. And it's something I probably need to do. Uh, I need to 
I need to kind of focus in on that as well, because I do tend to stay a little high level. Uh, uh, there's another one and I, and I can't remember the, the actual link, but it's a, it's more of an emulation hardware. So I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can find that, but oh. it's more about toys, you know, yeah. uh, the, the, the toys that are coming. One out of the ones I hang emulation. out in is, is called, I think it's just RetroPie is the subreddit. Uh, and, yeah. um, honestly I was into that one for a while. Cause, cause that one was cool. Cause people were posting like their, uh, their like different, you know, DIY builds of different ways. Yes. They were putting a retro pie into like an arcade cabinet or they were putting right. it in a cocktail bar or, you know, just yes. all the various things people are, some people putting them in, in game boys, you know, Absolutely. Cool stuff people are doing. I like I like seeing that. But that's... oh yeah, totally. And uh, and it's fun to see that a lot of those I think helped influence. Well, China honestly to start uh-huh. making hundred percent. You know all of these great portable, some great portable uh, devices. That <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually. <laughs> I I say I, I hung around like past tense in that one because i started becoming too snooty for it where i was like well these are well i i like them and i like looking at them sure sure but i started going like mm, i could never settle for this retro pie thing right. for my emulation so <laughs> i like I, it's like i have like an internal like been there done that i'm i'm ready for the harder stuff you know right. yes you are yeah if you're getting into f uh mister and stuff i i have to say i'm you know i'm still probably stuck in the well you know i definitely love uh anything to do with raspberry i love raspberry pi and so oh yeah don't get me wrong like all that stuff is great i'm not knocking it totally totally and uh yeah and yeah for sure and uh yeah anything to do with raspberry pi that's another you know uh, interest of mine and it goes so well with my emulation stuff. So, uh, you know, that's just so much fun being able to, you know, the newest, latest, uh, chipset or, you know, build of, Mm -hmm. of, of a raspberry Pi. It just totally, you know, excites me for, for more emulation DIY builds and all that fun stuff. But, uh, there's a lot of other systems out there too that are, uh, well, some of them are getting more powerful, you know, just like that dev term, you know, I could have gotten a, at the, unfortunately that dev term, you could get different processors, but at the time the Raspberry Pi three was the big one. And so you could only, you could only order it with the Raspberry Pi three. I went with the rock chip, which, you know, uh, is a common Android chip as, as you yeah. and I talked about a while ago. Uh, but it's got, you know, six cores, you know, it's this crazy little processor that's, you know, uh, even more powerful than the, the current Pi 4. So uh, there's, yeah, there's some fun, fun stuff. To, and, and I wouldn't have learned about any of that if I hadn't been, you know, viewing a lot of that stuff on Reddit, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've got one here. I, I don't, I don't like visit it regularly. So a lot of the internet, I feel like has become a, here, let me just, I'm just going to look at it right now before I start talking about it. Uh, a lot of the internet I feel like has become a 
like uh you you gotta be there all the time kind of a thing like yeah. like twitter you're always refreshing your twitter feed right or even reddit right. you're always refreshing reddit to see what's new and um but and this is gonna make me sound like such an old fuddy-duddy but <laughs> you know back in the day the internet was a place you went to as a destination yes and you saw what was there you maybe you know created something there but more often than not you were like going to it like you would the library right right <clears throat> and you'd take what you wanted there and then you'd leave and then you'd come back to another trip like the library you know a week or two later and you'd see probably nothing's new but you you know you maybe would visit you maybe you wouldn't even visit the same section of the internet like you would the library you'd visit a different section of the library every time you went and so you'd come back around a month or so later to see what was new and this next one i'm going to talk about is is i think a perfect example of like the old internet uh before it was like constantly updating all the time in real yes. time and this this website is called retrorgb.com and it's got kind of two portions of it that i really like is that it is a pretty good just like resource for um finding out how you, the best way to hook up your system is or like if you're interested in a system you can go there and be like oh i'm interested in getting a sega saturn what are the options if i have a sega or if i get a sega saturn what are the options for plugging into the tvs i have what kind of cables do i need are there any mods for it so i can make it better or hey i've got a gamecube but I would like to make it better. What can I do to get better cables? What kind of TVs can I plug it into? Are there mods to make me plug it into my better TVs? Should I plug it into an older TV? Are there ways to run? What are the different ways that I can run games on it because my disk drive is broken or stuff like that? Wow. So it's a great resource for like finding out the best ways to get your old systems connected and playing on them. Uh, but it's also got just like a like a blog that updates once a day, maybe at most a couple of times a day. Um, oh no, there, I just saw that there's an update for my N64 digital that uh, will give it scan line <laughs> filter sharing with the mister. Anyway, um, <laughs> I got to go update my N64. Yes, you uh, do. <laughs> but yeah, so, and that was like two days ago that that was posted. So this is what I'm talking about. Like, I just come yeah. every now and then and see what's new over the last week. Right. Um, and uh, so it's got like this blog of just like kind of what's new in, in retro yeah. tech and it's, it's pretty slow going, but uh, you know, like yesterday it was all about the analog pocket. There were two, no wait, there weren't even, there was one post about the analog pocket review by my life in gaming. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I, and, I'm visiting the site because I'd never been here until yeah. you just mentioned it. So I brought it up uh, as well just to kind of see what it. Yeah. And they I mean, they cover like, you know, what's kind of the analog systems that have come out. They cover the mods that are coming out. They cover um, the scalers that are coming out. Uh, they cover occasionally like rom hacks and stuff like that and then they even have like a weekly roundup show that they do that they just post on their blog and on their youtube channel 
that just kind of talks about oh what's like here's here's some of the stuff they talk about on the uh the the weekly roundup is like there's an update to this particular thing because there was a bug in it there's an open source n64 controller pack (laughs) <laughs> look at all these switch controllers that were tested with different games on this like just really you know not like yeah. incredible blockbuster headlines just like hey here's kind of the new stuff that's happening in that's Metro right games that's right and i i think that's a great website to visit because uh, it's it's got like it's got a two-pronged thing like hey you want to see what's happening in retro games you can go here and kind of scroll down the news feed but also you're like hey i just dug my genesis out of the closet and it looks worse than i remember it looking what are the things you can do and you, you go and you like go to console info and go click on genesis and then it's like oh look there's a triple bypass thing that like makes the video better because the genesis is known for having bad video sure why or not audio or whatever yeah um <laughs> that's so, great yeah i think it's a great you know it's a great and resource and i agree i mean you know well if you're old i am I'm definitely. Old. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop with the. Oh, I'm old because yeah, people, that's people right. who are no. older than me take offense. But I no, no, no. I, you know, well, you know, I, I. Now that I have kids, I have, man, that's I right. Feel you so can totally say old. you're old. I agree, and and honestly, I have, I have come to accept my oldness and uh, <laughs> my senior seniorism, but uh, I think that uh, I still when I got into uh, emulation and retro gaming, it was back in the day when you, you used the internet, you know, you, you would go visit retro websites. And like you said, maybe once a week, a new emulator would come out and that would be a busy week. You know, it'd be like, Oh, awesome. An update to, you know, ultra 64 uh, or what is it? project 64 project 64 yeah Yeah, that one and there was another there was another one that had ultra in it uh ultra hle or something like that uh anyway yeah it's long gone i think but anyway it just popped in my head for some reason but anyway yeah you know it'd be like a new emulator or a new update and that would be the big news of the week you know and and i still visit some of those sites uh there there's millions of them out there Uh, honestly i don't know if i could recommend one over the other but yeah i I still go to some of those websites the one thing that i i want to mention that's kind of a little bit off the beaten path uh is uh uh shoot where is it Uh, hold on one second my mouse is literally dying on me in fact i think I think my mouse officially died on me. I'll have to plug in another one here in a minute. Anyway, uh, there are, uh, I think it's retromags.com. Anyway, uh, double check me on that because I can't read it uh, on my page. Yes, it's retromags.com, which is a retro magazine that's archive right. it's an archive of <gasps> retro magazines oh and it's, no it you've just so, done a terrible thing to me i i i kind of wondered uh <laughs> there are is, so many uh, so okay 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 so I have it, to... this is a wonderful wonderful website for not only for uh 
what our topic about learning about kind of old information that could be new. But, you know, uh, for example, Nintendo Power. I had Nintendo Power used to post people's high scores. This is, of course, before, you know, any kind of real high score tracking, but it was so fun uh, to see different high scores and try to beat those high scores out of, out of Nintendo power magazine. And it was just a tiny little, little tiny little piece in, you know, in their reader section uh, or or letters section. Uh, If I remember correctly, it's been a while, but I, I had the, the, the top score for xenophobe. Yes. Xenophobe. And I know you're all, Hopefully, most people don't even remember this game, but it, it for me, it, it's a classic. I loved it. Uh, I, I truly don't know what you're talking about. So, Xenophobe had, in the arcade, it had the uniqueness of it had, it was a three-player game, and literally the screen was split three in slices of three going wide. So, you had the top, the first player would play on the top of the screen, the, the second player would play in the middle of the screen and then the third player would play uh, at the, at the bottom of the screen. So each person had kind of a widescreen view. And, and what system was, was this on? Well, originally it was in the arcades and it was, and I can't remember what system it was made by Atari. If I remember correctly, uh, it actually had pretty good graphics. It, it was basically a rip off of aliens in a funny sort of way though. It had like, kind of like, this uh... It was kind of a comedy version of like a Ghostbusters slash aliens thing where you would go around and shoot these aliens and you'd go from room to room. Like a parody almost. Yeah. Kind of a parody. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. Uh, So Xenophobe is a funny name. So it came out for Nintendo and the Nintendo version. Yeah. Xenomorphs. Yeah. Xenomorphs. Exactly. Xenophobe. Uh, yeah. and, uh, basically you just go to different ships that have been inhabited by aliens and you have to go and wipe out the aliens. And if there is any crew, you save them, uh, it left. And, uh, the Nintendo version, which is the one I got the high score on, cause of course it's Nintendo power. Uh, I think it only had a split screen just for one, just for two players. And, and so it wasn't quite as uh elaborate as the arcade and the and the graphics were certainly less than the arcade but it was pretty good i mean for for a nintendo nes system game but yes i am going to find that magazine that nintendo power because i you know it's just one of those weird things i just happened to remember i was like oh right i was the high score for xenophobe you know totally silly they publish they published your score yeah you had to take a picture of it of the screen, yeah. like a, you know, old school photo. Well, how else were you going to do it? Yeah. That's right. Old school photo, no digital cameras back in this day. Develop the photo and then mail it to, uh, mail it to the, to yeah. Nintendo Power. And they would, uh, and they would, uh, <laughs> and, and most games they had like cheats enabled or stuff like that. They wouldn't even, you know, they wouldn't even post those. So you pretty much have to have a real, uh, a a real game with a real, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you, you could cheat, but the goal was to post games that you couldn't cheat on. So 
Yeah. Total silly top off. Topic. No, that's no, that's Sorry, great. Went off topic on that. I, but that I think this this great. retro mags is cool. The so the retro mags, I I've got to go look through some of this. Like they, they've got today a June two thousand five Pokemon Emerald, which is exactly the time I was a subscriber to Nintendo Power. Nice. Uh, posted. And I, I should just I should just check this. This is gonna be. It's good. Yeah, they've got. I mean, it's gonna be got, bad. They've got some pretty recent stuff here. If the magazine has stopped publishing, they start collecting them. So, like you said, they've got uh, they've got Nintendo, they've got PlayStation, PlayStation Two stuff. I think you know, uh, lots of lots of just really fun stuff. And uh, uh, the last time, the last time I checked, uh, you could download for free. Yeah, there's a download directly button here. I'm curious, maybe let's see if it'll let me do this This Pokemon. The Emerald. other thing that I liked, and here's another thing that, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but, well, actually it's not. So one of the other sites that I go to for news and information about what's being released is torrent sites. Uh, do you do any torrenting at all? Uh, not frequently. I'm familiar yeah, with the technology, of- though. Yeah, so, you know, torrents can be, of course, legal. They can be definitely illegal. Uh, you know, they became really popular because of their ability to download very quickly because you're kind of forced to share and download uh, at the same time. So uh, you create tons of mini cedars, sort of, sort of, in a, or bit bits of cedars. Anyway, we don't need to go into BitTorrent technology, but... Uh, torrent websites for emulation became really popular and Mm -hmm. you know uh if there was a new emulator out there or whatever you knew somebody was going to create a torrent of that emulator and put some games with it and throw it on these emulation sites so a lot of times i'll go and visit those just to see what's what's new uh and uh and i still do because yeah a lot of times uh especially if I'm looking for, uh, you know, stuff that I own, uh, games that I own, uh, I will grab one of those torrents and you can select a lot of times the individual games right, that you yeah. want. You don't have to download the whole torrent. You can just go in there and go, okay, well, you know, these are the games that I own. So I feel good about downloading these. Uh, great. And, uh, and BitTorrents are so fast. Uh, right. And, uh, yeah, easy way to get them. But those torrent sites often have uh, somehow the news quicker than a lot of other places. So it's fun to check a lot of the torrent sites. So I do that. That makes uh, sense, yeah. And I was just noticing, like, you can download torrents of these magazines. So you can yeah, I just saw I was looking groups at... of torrents. And so that's what kind of reminds yeah, me. Yeah, RetroMags 2005 to 2020 torrent. Yeah, I wonder huge. how big the download file is. I I would it's probably monstrous, uh, but once again, you'd be able to click on that torrent and then select individual sets. For example, they've probably got folders of certain magazines, so you could just select the folders you want and uh, and download those via. You the know the answer to this: fifteen yeah. years of uh, magazines. How big is it? Yeah. Uh, 320 gigabytes. Oh, wow. 320 gigs. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, honestly, I thought it would be bigger. 
not that that isn't big. That's a, that's big, but, uh, yeah. I was thinking around the terabyte range. So, yeah. Uh, and most uh, of the ones that I've downloaded are, are pretty high quality. They're not like, you know, really shoddy JPEG images inside the PDF. They're usually, you know, uh, at least one-to-one scans. So, uh, yeah. fun, fun kind of off topic, but also on topic. No, yeah, that's, that's a Sorry. great, I mean, look, retro magazines line up very closely to retro games that we're talking that's about. That's right. Yeah. Um, so talking about retro magazines, this is a, this is definitely a side talk, uh, okay. sorta. Is the, but you <laughs> reminded me, so uh, you can you can go get your scans and, and digital browsing of these old magazines. Um, but there's this this uh, nonprofit called the Video Game History Foundation, mm. and they they're they're mostly focused on the preservation like cataloging like a museum like a museum almost of uh uh red of, of video games and video game history so that's that that continue like includes uh video games themselves nice and like dumps of like uh unreleased roms prototype carts that kind of thing they're like trying to like preserve those things and if they are like so like they they're the ones responsible for um dumping the nes prototype version of sim city which eventually came out on the snes but nintendo had developed most of the product on the nes as well that's right that's right and they never released it and so they they found a prototype cartridge and dumped it and and they do a lot of work there and sometimes they'll tweet out like oh we're looking for this thing that may or may not exist uh it existed at one point but we don't know like it could be on somebody's cartridge they don't even realize is hanging around and has part of the data on it that we need that is so cool i mean i have to say that is one of the huge wonderful things about i think the retro gaming community is recovering these rare prototypes and and getting them out to people so that they can either Mm -hmm. play them even if they're not playable I think it's fun just to launch them and see what they do show. Right. And, and, and they, the they've done, process. they've, they've dug some stuff up and then like, like a couple of months ago, they, they had a post about, um, or maybe they even, it was somebody else who had done the work, but they had retrieved like a prototype version of earthbound that had additional dialogue that they translated like they pulled out of the data translated it and then figured out where it went in the game that had later wow. been removed and was not on retail for anyway um they do, awesome. they do great work over there and part of the work they do is by collecting and scanning video game magazines and they have a library of video game magazines many really? of which are duplicates and in order to raise money for the rest of the work that they do is they ensure they have a full scan and a single like like one archival one copy. archival copy of a thing and then they sell this video game vintage video game magazine mystery box for nice. 20 bucks a month you can get a mystery magazine and I have two issues that I got from them. Wow. Uh, one is of EGM from, I want to say 2007. And one of them is GamePro from, I, I think, also 2007. I got 2007 for some reason. That's um, awesome. 
But uh, yeah, because this one's got like eh, this might be a little bit earlier than 2007. Uncharted Drake's Fortune. It's a holiday issue that includes Call of Duty Four, so it's it's 2007 or 2008. Anyway, uh, th- they yeah, they just surprise you with the thing, and it's kind of cool because it's like you know reliving like you pull this magazine out. Oh yeah, and and uh, it's like reliving that period of time and you're like oh wow they were really excited about how nathan drake had different animations when he left cover and returned to cover like wow sure. that, was a, that was a cool thing in 2007 and that's and that's a big part of why i like matching up the retro magazine with a game is that you get a feeling of the time period of when that game was released and yeah. so I totally get it. Even the part of that's the ads. Yeah. Yes, the ads. This ad. Look at this ad from this magazine from 2007. Wow. It's a razor, a Motorola razor. A Motorola razor. Running a wow. mobile version of True Crime New York City or Call oh, wow. of Duty 3. Wow. Yeah, that's the fun of the. I right. love. You know, even looking at old comic books and stuff, half the fun for me is looking at the old ads, uh, uh, which reminds me of a silly story, but I need to tell it is because you had an EGM there. Uh, I have a really early one where they covered Dark Forces. Do you remember that game? I mean, this is old school. It was a Star Wars game. I know of Dark Forces for two reasons. Okay. One. It's just a famous PC Star Wars game. Yes, thank you. And Absolutely. two is the the I was it Shock Troopers or yes, Dark the Troopers? Shock Troopers came they from put, it. They came yes. from that and originally, and then they put them in the Mandalorian. Yes, which yeah. I I you beat me to it. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, because, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That I'm glad that you know that because you know I definitely think of myself as the. Between the two of us, I think I'm a little more of the Star Wars nerd. Oh, so when 100%. you know this, I, I think it's it, it that makes me feel a little less uh, crazy. But uh, uh, anyway, I have, and I'll have to find it. It uh, it's an early EGM covering Dark Forces, and uh, I a million years ago, and, I, and let me say a million years ago. Uh, worked at blockbuster video which people probably don't even know what blockbuster is but it, you know you could rent videotapes you know if you look it up on the internet <laughs> uh i worked for blockbuster video and in the back room was a box of old video game magazines that hadn't sold from like 10 years before i had worked there they were wow. just sitting in this box and the boss was like either sell those or, or i mean just either get rid of them or it, or you take know, them take, home. I don't want to take them home. home. Yeah. yeah. So I grabbed like three issues, gave two issues to a, a couple friends, uh, and kept one. Uh, and they were bagged still back in that day. So you couldn't read them, you know, they were bagged, oh, and right. So they were just, they were mint. And, uh, I did of course open it because I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta see this, you know, but I've, I still have it. And it's like, yeah, that magazine's like 30 years, 25 plus years old now. And, uh, I'll have to find it and I'll get back to everyone on, on the date of that magazine and, and some more info on it. But, but it, even, even it being 10 years old, it was so fun to uh, look back at that time period of, of video games and what yeah. was going on. I'm just uh, looking at my two issues here. 
One was really must have been idea. sold in a store like yours because there's no not even a barcode. There's no label on it for who it was going to be mailed to. And then this other oh, one. Oh yeah. This other one I have this Game Pro is uh it was to a uh Noah Kruger from Anaheim, California. Wow. And now it's here. In my that hands. That is uh that is really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's a neat i i love the idea of that foundation i'm really glad that you brought it up uh i'm definitely gonna have to i've been there before but i've honestly i'd kind of forgotten about them so i'm glad you you uh brought it up because i need to go and uh check them out again uh yeah you know i've been using that other retro mags website for for such a long time i had i forgot about that and it and there's another side story about uh there was a guy it was a YouTube guy who does all these, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, reviews of retro gaming systems and things like that, which is, of course, something I'm into. So I tend to watch those. But he found out about a cartridge, a, a Game Boy Advance cartridge in Japan that nobody knew about. It hadn't been dumped before. And it was like, yeah. this is huge, you know. And it was being sold on a Japanese-only kind of eBay-type site. And so he contacted somebody and worked through like a a kind of mediator company to have them bid for him. And he bid for it, got it, and and it was during COVID. And so he couldn't – they literally weren't shipping out of Japan at the time. So he had to – his brother, though, was in Japan at the time and was coming back to America on an emergency trip for a surgery. I mean, this is crazy how this mm. all lined up. So his brother got the cartridge, brought it back to, to America, and it was a McDonald's training video game. It was made so that, the, you know, if you started at McDonald's in Japan, they had these special... Uh, and he actually had one of the units too. He bought the. It, what? it was a training. It was a, it was a Game Boy Advance or excuse me, it was a DS. I apologize. I remember now because it only had one screen on this. Yes, device. I was just thinking about this thing. These 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 DSs that had the one screen, single screen. Yeah, and they had they made them. They even had like they folded, but the, op- yeah, but the fold part had, had just, nothing. It was just a piece of plastic. Just a piece of and, plastic. And then it, I want to say like they don't even have buttons; like just a screen. Yeah, and it's it just a touch screen thing. Touch screen. Yeah, I and think so. And they made them for like for must have been for like McDonald's and stuff. They also made them so that they they could um, uh, use them in like a GameStop when they were giving away they like would, Pokemon. The servers, yeah, as a server, yeah, the Wi-Fi servers for uh, special and, events. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon especially. Like you could go yeah, to Pokemon GameStop and you. Oh, it was so cool. Uh, I was so thrilled when those got dumped because then you could you could literally plop one of those in your Game Boy, especially if you give had yourself two, the special Pokemon. You could download your you could download your own special Pokemon, and because a lot of those, I, I got into Pokemon after all of that, so it was I, it was too late. But being able to get those yeah. game dumps was so amazing because I could of course get those special uh, Pokemon. Uh, anyway, that game got dumped. And you had to have a special code. And of course the online community got on there and figured out the special code that you had to put in. You had to put in a employee code to get into the game. 
to do the training. <laughs> it was crazy. So they figured all of it out. And uh, I have the game dump and I have the code. And uh, it's just a really neat piece of history. And I love yeah. that the retro gaming community is doing this type of stuff. You know, it, yeah. it seems silly. Like, oh, who cares about a McDonald's training video game? But you know what? A ton of people did, including myself. So uh, fun stuff. Yeah. And that's a, that's another common way that i will get news uh is youtube is yeah. watching a lot of you know so that's something we haven't mentioned is do you YouTube. happen to remember this this youtuber's name no nah, of course right. i don't you know nah, me and my right. memory forget it yeah. but uh uh i will i think i can i i might be able to look it up i'll see if i can find it because uh i bet if you did a search for uh ds mcdonald's training video you could probably find it uh, like I said, it was a DS. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, YouTube is another, another common one for me. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was, I'm surprised at how many people, there's a lot of junk out there too. And that's unfortunate. You know, everybody wants to become a YouTube or a TikTok star at this point. Okay. I think I, oh, you, this is definitely the one that has six point nine million views a yes. year ago see and there you go 6.9 uh, million people found it interesting enough to watch the video yeah the, the youtube video is called the 10-year hunt for the lost mcdonald's ds game yes and it's it's he basically kind of made a documentary I yeah mean, yeah it's pretty pro uh good so yeah, what what are some other YouTube? Do you have other YouTubers YouTubers that you go to and watch stuff regularly? You know, you know, I'm gonna have to bring up YouTube. One second. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. While you do that, I have some that yes, I watch on the do. reg. Um, My life in gaming. I love their work. They oh, do really I don't, I, I don't. great videos on. Uh, retro game stuff nice. they just did like a really long i think it was like an hour and a half long video on oh all the ways that you can use these different nintendo switch controllers yes. i've seen that video I, with, I was just gonna say it's literally on my top page because i had yeah, just watched it it's it's really great they just were like oh this game works with these controllers this game works with this controllers you can remap these and this you know this game this controller doesn't work for like anything only on 64 controllers uh, or only on 64 games for the N64 controller. Um, you know, just they, they did a comprehensive breakdown of like all the yes. different games that you could play with all these different controllers. Uh, but they also do stuff on like, oh, here's how to, here's the best ways to play a PlayStation 2 and all the stuff you can do with it. And, uh, they also have done like they this week they came out with their their review for the analog pocket so they got a review unit and broke it down and talked about all the different quirks of the screen or or not quirks um because the screen is so incredible and this um, is still my life in gaming this is still my life in gaming okay. yeah they they do they, they just run the gamut of, of they really do yeah high they... quality retro video game stuff yes yes they do i agree uh to uh to answer your question some of the ones that i i and in no way is this like a promotion of these because you know a lot of these honestly youtube 
they're hit and miss. You know, sometimes mm. for the ones that I watch, sometimes they have some great ones. Sometimes they have ones that are, I don't know, kind of off the mark. So sure. take all of these with a little bit of a grain of salt for sure. Uh, if you, I mean, if you enjoy watching YouTube and watching, you know, vintage stuff, uh, these are certainly good ones uh, from time to time. Uh, Taki, T-A-K-I, Udon, U-D-O-N, of course, for... Like Taki's the Mexican snack and Udon, like the noodle? Udon is, of course, the wonderful Japanese uh, uh, noodle, uh, uh, which I I love Udon. Uh, And yes, Taki, the the super hot chips or whatever. Uh, uh, Anyway, he covers a lot of... uh, of like kind of the latest greatest portable a lot of times does reviews for the like uh like my amber nick portable gaming system mm-hmm. you know he, he does some of that stuff in fact he's got some pretty good reviews there uh one guy that i really like and it's a little off topic his name is jeff gearling g-e two e's r-l-i-n-g he does a lot of crazy stuff with raspberry pies and uh a lot of it could be used in emulation stuff so i like to kind of see what he's doing because then i can take that and use it in a do it do it yourself kind of setup um this guy looks a lot like or sorry so taki udon yes looks like his content kind of overlaps a lot and probably the the one you just mentioned what was it jeff whoops I started one of his stupid videos. Anyway, sorry, what were you saying? So Taki Udon. Yes. And Jeff Gearling, is that what it was? Yeah, Gearling, yes. Um, They sound, he sounds a lot like they have a lot of crossover, both of them, also with ETA Prime. Yes, that was the other one that I was going to mention, ETA Prime. And uh, and then lastly, uh, Modern Vintage Gamer. He was on Uh, my list. Is it? Yeah. Sweet. M- yeah. In fact, he list. just did a great analog pocket review uh, a day ago. So yeah. there you go. So anyway, those are the ones that I, and that's great that we've had a couple in common. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you do ETA prime? Uh, sometimes. I, sometimes I'm not subbed to ETA prime uh, gotcha. just because there's a lot of stuff. I just don't keep up with, but yeah, uh, sure. I see him come up with when I like, I'm searching for something. I'll see his up. videos yeah. come up. Or like on RetroPie uh, subreddit, or his, his videos will come up on sometimes. They and, will, yeah. Um, so if I'm looking for something, his videos are quality, and so I will I will click on them because I know I'm like, exactly. oh, this is going to be. And that's good. a good point. Is a lot of times I may not be, you know, uh, what did you call it? Subbed, Sub- subscribed, subscribed. Oh, look at you using fancy words subscribed yes <laughs> fancy words to me folks because i'm an old <laughs> i'm an old old man uh yes uh, uh and that's a good point uh, a lot of times i don't have them subscribed but they come up a lot of yeah. times because of what i'm looking for and i will go to those because i know their names good point uh yeah it's good to have another one uh i really like and this is this is definitely way more up my alley as we've talked about this stuff and and started to get to know each other and what we like about things uh 
I see some commonalities in our stuff and some stuff where I'm like, maybe this isn't your speed as much, but it is. And you'll see it's way more my speed. Macho Nacho Productions. Okay. Um, this guy does really great, high quality videos on mostly mods that you can do to your old systems to make them better uh so oh, really? he, you know yeah that is re- so the, you yes yeah i mean so that's he, cool though that's yeah it's cool. great it's really good stuff his videos are awesome but occasionally like he did one a couple of weeks ago or i guess it was two months ago it says uh on Ambernick's new uh rg351 mp yeah which is i think the one you just it's got the, isn't it? it actually it's, it's the, the slightly one, newer one right after mine yeah. so well they, it, there's another new one just now i know they, like every month they're coming yeah, out they're with coming one out of these ones. things and they have just honestly they're so far they've been really small updates i mean yeah they're great if you haven't bought one already but like right yeah since i've got the g p model i think whatever <laughs> yeah you know, their names are terrible they're awful and and like i said it's like every couple weeks i swear there's a new new amber nick with a new processor there's like the rg552 out now that's supposed yeah. to be really hot stuff and i'm just like ah I, you know i don't know but it's yeah really, it's great he uh yeah, Macho Nacho's great. He he's done cool. some really good videos. I'm on... gonna check him out, especially if he's he does. Uh, yeah, if he's doing reviews of some of that stuff, that's great. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done. You know, all the reviews, or all the the mods I'm into. You know, he's yeah. he's done uh, HDMI mods on all the different systems you can do that on. He's done video out wow. mods on Game Boys, which I think is really really neat. Oh, um, that is neat. I agree. Yeah, the the portable gaming systems and the mods that people are doing, those do. Uh, even though they're far out, you know, I, I would not be able to do any of them. I, I find them very fascinating just because yeah. I'm into the portable game system and he, so much. He sometimes does reviews of um, like just like retro products, like uh, like I mentioned, the the Anbernic, but also he he's done one on like there's like a memory card for the N64 that's, a, you know, a modern version yeah. that doesn't require a battery uh so he you know sometimes it's just plug and play stuff but uh, other times he's like hey uh do you have an old psp lying around with a broken screen here's a new screen that looks better than the old screen and you can fix your psp with it uh that's cool nice. and he he's great because he doesn't just say oh here's what it is he also gives the full like installation yeah. step by step which is cool wow uh, but it's really smooth and really, really good. Uh, so anyway, Macho Nacho, Fun. another way I keep up. Um, and then the last YouTuber, this one's not really a keeping new. The last YouTuber I watch is Retro Tech. Huh. Uh, and his his whole thing is CRTs. Baby. Oh, here we go. He's, his yep. whole thing it's is just CRTs. That's awesome. Hey, here's these CRTs <laughs> I repaired. Here's, you know, here's a breakdown right. of this particular CRT. So, um when I was really deep in my CRT kick, I was yes. watching him a lot. Uh now I'm still subscribed to him, but uh, you know, I'll see him post a video about a CRT and I might skip it if I'm like I'm not I don't really care about that the crt because i'm not i'm not looking to buy a new crt right now i'm pretty happy with my setup so uh one shout out i do have to yeah, do since we're on youtube do. is uh 
you know, one of my other hobbies is uh, retro stereo systems yes. and uh, obviously uh, vinyl and all that mm -hmm. fun stuff. Uh, there is a guy who does videos on old audio tech and he's in uh, England and he's he's fantastic. He buys he he buys all of his own toys out of pocket on you know like ebay or whatever uh, uh and then uh and then reviews them it like and shows you how they worked and it's really fun because a lot of the stuff of course i grew up with and some really crazy stuff like triple triple deck cassette boom boxes you know who needs three you know i mean dual cassette sure but why a triple but they they made them out there there used to be there was a there was a when i was a kid there was a uh, video, uh, uh, video recorder that you actually, you, you used an analog cassette to record the yeah. video quality was black and white. It was terrible, but you know, for a kid, that was really cool because that was a cheap medium. Anyway, he got, he got one of those and reviews them really fun stuff. So if you're into any of, I mean, honestly, technology in general he also reviews old computers and that's why i wanted to bring him up here is uh oh, an old, this is this does not compute it's called tech moan oh okay tech, tech moan all one word t-e-c-h-m-o-a-n and he is yes it's very similar i think in a lot of this does not compute because he does yeah. some crazy computer systems he's done some crt stuff i mean this guy he's he does it all okay but, so yeah this is this is oh i love this guy yeah i love I this guy I, I think I, I i think i've sent you some links yeah before. i've so watched just, some of his stuff yeah he's, yeah he's, he's great just, he he is so personable and he does he does these reviews so that I think even, you know, anybody can understand what he's talking about, you know. Oh, man, uh, if we're really going to – I could go down for, for days on YouTubers I watch, uh, so I'm going true. to. But anyway, that's my big shout-out. Tech, I, tech I really, Moan's great. I said this is this does not compute – this does not compute as more like a Macho Nacho or – Oh, does uh, it? Oh, okay. Like he, he, he doesn't do, like, explain how to, like, mod stuff, but he's, he's kind of a cross between the more modern, like – tech youtuber thing but yeah. he's he's he you know he picked up like a powerbook g4 and updated the hard drive in it and um, Fun. yeah totally or he, he got like an old canon video camera that was like a prosumer and he did a breakdown on that he also got an analog pocket and had done that so he, he kind of does a more broad yeah. thing but it's it's more of that slick tech youtube review hey. style yeah um right. And while we're on these more tech-oriented ones, I really love Technology Connections. Oh, which, I don't think I've done that one. Which which is really more on the EdTube side of YouTube. He's really close to the educational sort of like, oh, he makes videos that are, are almost purely educational. So for gotcha. like October, he did... Um, analog or not is that how is it analog film the like like uh yeah. like like a camera like a, yeah. a still photo he did the history of like film yeah. development and yeah. the history of photography and that kind of stuff he yeah i just think of it as physical film you know yeah. but i guess you could call it analog i mean i i never really thought of it that way but it, truly yeah so he just does also he's done um like portable gas lamps he's done wow. 
uh, like an old school Coleman gas lamp kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's done like why, how dishwashers work and all just right on. lava land. He does just technology really broad, like really broad on broad technology. technology. Hey, still that. And I, I find it very fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even like a sprinkler. He, he did a breakdown on like how, uh, uh the, the old totally sprinklers you know yeah <laughs> he did he did a breakdown on the design hey, I, honestly i would i those. would totally watch that it's I very totally good watch the sprinkler video yeah um <laughs> and then the last one uh that i want to mention is oh no did i lose it um oh no i didn't uh you mentioned somebody somebody who's foreign who ha- does an audio based channel and he buys them off of ebay and and i got one that is like honestly this is the generational gap here your guy yeah. is is older right yes. your, your yeah. tech moan guy is a little bit older he's yeah, got a totally. little bit more of the the refined historical um yes perspective on things uh i got a guy who's probably a little bit younger than me and his channel is dank pods and <laughs> and he's way sillier than Techmoan, uh, sure. and and the technology he goes over is way more my generation because it's, sure. it's it's iPods from the mid two thousands mostly, and he does headphone reviews and stuff like that. But uh, he's really silly. He's got this iPad two with a Shrek green case you know the ipads had those cases that were oh, really yes they were big and kind of ugly yeah. he's got this shrek green one that he has on his desk at all times and he'll pull out a bag of bad ipods he bought off of ebay or, or ipod <laughs> knockoffs and he'll pull them out and be like does this one turn on doesn't have any of the old owner's music on it why is it such a terrible design? And if they don't right. turn on and they're ugly, he'll like smash them with a rock he's got on his desk and he'll be like, <laughs> all right, off with that. And, and he's, he's wow. Australian and he's really silly and I love him. So, um, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's a good shout out. I have to say that sounds like you said more your generation, but I, even I would probably tune that. Oh on. yeah. You could enjoy yeah. it for sure. But there's like a, there's a clear generational there divide is. between yes. like tech moan and <laughs> right. dank pods. And it's very funny. Yeah. Yes, I and he that. started out like doing like, oh, he did a mod for an iPod classic to, so that he could put solid state storage in it and get a thousand gigabyte iPod with solid wow. state. That's so interesting because I, I had one of the, you know, and it was monstrous at the time, but it was like, uh, like a 180 gig. Yeah, it was like, yeah, a, yeah it was like 180 gig and it literally had a physical hard drive inside. Yeah, oh, the, you know, all the iPods had a physical they did, hard drive. That's in. right. And it was like, oh, this is so cool, you know, and uh, I took it apart just because I, you know, I didn't use I it was too old to sell. And it was, yeah. you know, it was ancient by the time, you know, 180 gigs, whoopee, who cares about, you know, that big of a heart. You know? I've been, I was looking for a hard drive that small and you can't buy them anymore. That's sad. I wish I, I would have kept the hard drive because I just took the thing apart, played with it and then, you know, basically tossed it, yeah. you know, but it was fun just to see. You know, I do like those take apart videos. Uh, there's a lot of those out there and yeah, websites yeah. and deconstruction stuff. Uh, 
uh, I do find a lot of that pretty fascinating too. But man, we better we better. I know. I was just up. like, oh we're, man, we we went we long. Went I was about an hour ago. I was like, hey, we're gonna wrap this one up in another twenty minutes. And uh, well, I, if you would have said that we would have, I honestly didn't think we were gonna make an hour on this one. I really I, was yeah. like, this is the one. This is the episode where we're not gonna go an hour. I just know it. And we did anyway. All right. And well, here we are, an hour twenty one minutes. <laughs> it's yeah. been a good time. We talked about all the stuff we we like to do and, and look at and watch in retro gaming. Uh, so, uh, thanks for being here. Yes. Uh, you can catch us at uh, retroRezPod at gmail dot com to send us questions or comments or tell us why we're wrong. Um, <laughs> we and, do love that. Oh yeah, and then uh, I have been saying that sometimes i stream at twitch.tv slash press left but i haven't been ah uh but once my pocket comes maybe i'll start uh, yeah that pocket would be a lot of fun to do some live stream stuff on for sure yeah i mean i I could stream emulators all day but it's way more fun to plug in (laughs) a docked pocket and be like look at me i have the thing that nobody has Uh, yes yes you do yeah uh so anyway you know it's been a year and i still don't have a ps5 so you know and you happily i'm glad that at least one of us have one so oh no i forgot to tell you i bought a place or an xbox you didn't i did oh here you know it's not the it's not the super duper fancy one but there it is you can see the corner of it Uh, ah yeah it's the small one the small one nice i Uh, actually got on the so i got through microsoft.com yeah i got an invite to buy one the new yeah. you know the big the tower the thing, series s the black x, one yeah. the yeah. x yeah uh, uh got in there made the purchase and then find out it wasn't i wasn't gonna get it till like february and i was oh. just like you know what cancel that because one between now and then maybe by some random miracle i'll get a ps5 and i'd yeah. rather have a, if i had to choose between the two i'd rather have a ps5 yeah absolutely. and uh so but no that's rad that's awesome very cool anyway yes, yeah sorry. all right Red we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next time yes and uh and uh thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening bye